Let's open our Bibles again and read that last part of Hebrews chapter 6, which is what the sermon is based on. The sermon really is based on verses 19 through 20, but I'm going to start reading at verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes an oath is, is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The sermon that I'm about to read was prepared and given to me by the Reverend Jack Musker. Reverend Musker is the retired minister of the Canadian Reformed Church in Owen Sound. I heard the sermon preached by him on an occasion when I, was, when I was visiting my parents in Fergus. In it, he refers to the Anchor Canadian Reformed Association for the Handicapped. This is an association in southern Ontario that provides care to adults with developmental disabilities. And in many ways, it is like our Rehoboth Christian Ministries. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I think you all know about the Anchor Canadian Reformed Association for the Handicapped. The name of the association is based on our text. It says on the Anchor Association website, an anchor is a sign of security, which is what we would like to give our brothers and sisters with a disability. Our hope is firm, secure in God's promises. And I don't know if you checked out the Owen Sound Church's website. I invite you to check it out on the web if you haven't done so. But when you look at the website, you'll notice that we have an anchor in our church logo. An anchor combined with a, with a book, and that book is the Bible. The anchor has always, since ancient times, been a symbol of Christian hope, hope in the promises of God's word, hope in the complete redemption through Jesus Christ. A beautiful symbol of Christian hope. The thing is, though, do we really hope in these glorious promises of God's word today? Do we live in that hope every day again? The hope of full salvation? The hope of heaven when we've been promised everlasting, where we've been promised everlasting peace and joy with God? It's hard to imagine those promises in this world in which there's so much brokenness, in which we see death and conflict, in which we experience so many troubles, so much stress. God's promises in the Bible can sometimes seem like pie in the sky, can't they? We like to feel things, see things, concrete, concretely hold on to things. But hope is looking forward to what we do not see, as the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8. That's the unique thing about Christian hope, about our hope. We hope for things we can't see. And that hope, and that can make it hard sometimes to continue in that hope. We're constantly busy with the here and the now, 
We need to work. We need to study. We have to take care of our family, all the responsibilities and stresses of life. And then we wonder if what God promised and what the Lord Jesus said will really come true. Well, there's nothing new under the sun. The earliest Christians struggled with the same things. You see that in the letter to the Hebrews too. They were having a hard time to keep hoping in and living for God's promises. The pressures and tensions of life were consuming them and they were losing hope in the promised rest. They were in danger of drifting away from the things they had heard from the word. They were in danger of becoming sluggish in their faith and hope and so losing the promised inheritance. For that inheritance is only for those who, have, who continue in faith and hope. The Spirit therefore sets about giving encouragement. Don't lose sight of God's promises. Don't become sluggish in your faith and hope. He says in Hebrews 6, For God certainly does what he says in his word he's going to do. Look at Abraham. God made wonderful promises to Abraham, and he even confirmed those promises with an oath, which he actually didn't have to do. And Abraham never saw the fulfillment of all those promises in his life, but he believed and patiently lived in the hope that God would do as he had promised. And those promises did come true for him. Abraham did inherit the ultimate promised land, which is heaven. In the parable of Lazarus and the rich man, Jesus pictured Abraham at the feast of the redeemed in heaven. What God promised will most certainly come true. It'll come true because of Jesus Christ, and who died and rose and ascended into heaven for us. The Christian hope is that in all that's promised in the Bible is not an uncertain or idle hope like some people say. Like some people say, it's nice. I hope it'll be nice weather this spring. They can't be sure. They just wish. But that's not what the Christian hope is. No, Christian hope is sure and steadfast. What's promised in the word will certainly come true. That's what our text for this afternoon shows us. So I preach the word of God in the text this afternoon with this theme. The Christian hope is a sure and steadfast anchor for our souls. We're going to see three points. The function of that anchor, the solid place of that anchor, and the one who has thrown out that anchor. So first, the function of that anchor. Our text begins with the words, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. The writer of the letter to the Hebrews is thinking here of a ship. A ship doesn't always sail on nice calm seas. Sometimes you get sudden storms which, which makes it hard to control the sh a ship like that. It's tossed around by wind and waves and can even be carried, blown toward the shore, toward the rocks where it'll get wrecked in the with the loss of cargo and maybe all the crew. Well, ships have anchors. And those anchors are used to secure the ship offshore when it's waiting to go into the harbors to unload its cargo. But anchors are also used to secure and stabilize a ship when there's rough seas and the ship is uncontrollable. An anchor is then thrown overboard to hold the ship in one place and prevent it from being broken by waves or smashing into the shore. An anchor keeps a ship from drifting to where it shouldn't go. It's reassuring, comforting for the people on the ship to know what a good anchor, that it has a good anchor to hold it firm and secure. And every ship has an anchor. Our text speaks of an anchor for our soul. Our souls have an anchor too. Now, with the word soul, the Spirit has in mind your life, your spiritual life, 
your inner life of faith. You have an anchor for that life. Your inner life is like a ship on the sea. That ship is always restless. And sometimes the winds can suddenly come up and the winds become huge and smash against that ship of your life. In other words, sometimes the difficulties and worries and sorrows of life can become waves that throw your inner life around and threaten to engulf it or smash it against the rocks. Sometimes your spiritual life, your life as a member of the church, is hit so hard that you're filled with questions for which there don't seem to be answers in the Bible. And you struggle with doubts. The danger then is that you lose your way, that you drift towards the rocks, and that you lose courage and feel your faith is in danger of being shipwrecked. But remember at those times that your soul has an anchor. And understand then that you don't need to be tossed around spiritually and that your faith doesn't need to suffer shipwreck. No, in all the storms of life, remember that you have that anchor for the ship of your life. You have an anchor to keep you steady. No need to get tossed about in your soul. Remember that anchor. You have reason to live in the hope in the conviction that God will most certainly keep all of his promises to you. Think of the promises he gave you at your baptism, the promise to avert all evil or turn it to your good, the promise to forgive your sins, the promise to renew your life and bring you into his eternal kingdom. The fulfillment of those promises is certain for all who hold on to that anchor. God is faithful. His plans and promises never fail. He finishes what he has begun. He will definitely make all things new. See, we may live in that sure hope through all the ups and downs of life. As church and personally, God's promises are sure. That's our anchor. That's our hope. And holding, and holding on to that gives your life stability, security. That hope, that anchor keeps us steady, comforts us, holds us stable in all the instability and the storms of this broken life. That hope keeps us going through all the questions which have no simple answers. It anchors our souls and keeps us from spiritual shipwreck, from spiritual disasters, from ending up in disbelief. And that's not because of yourself, because your hope is in God's promises itself, in that anchor, in that anchor of the soul itself. No, it's it's actually because of the place where the anchor is dropped, and that brings us to our second point. The certainty of your hope can't come from yourself. We're not in any state to hope in the fulfillment of all of God's promises out of ourselves, to live out of that hope ourselves. So where does the certainty, the steadfastness of that hope lie? Well, think again about the image of that anchor. If a ship needs to be anchored in a certain place and not tossed around by winds and waves, what is needed? Not just the anchor itself. An anchor can be thrown overboard, but if it lands in soft sand or on top of hard rock, it's not going to hold that ship. It'll just drag over the bottom of the sea. No, the anchor needs a good place to hook on if it's going to be of any use. The bottom of the sea, the place where the anchor is thrown out, is of utmost importance if it's going to hold that ship. So. Back to the anchor for the soul in our text, to the Christian hope. When does that anchor really function in your life? When does it give your life stability and security? Well, when you know the place where the anchor is thrown. 
And where is that anchor of hope thrown according to our text? It says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. That inner sanctuary mentioned here is a very special that inner sanctuary mentioned here is a very special reference to heaven. And heaven is pictured in terms of the Old Testament worship in the temple. The curtain mentioned here brings you to imagine the curtain in the temple in front of the Holy of Holies, in front of the place where God lived amongst, among his people above the Ark of the Covenant. You know that the, that the high priest was, the, was only allowed to go through that curtain was the only one allowed to go through the curtain and then only once a year to sprinkle the blood of atonement on the mercy seat of the ark. That holy of holies was the earthly representation of the heavenly sanctuary where God's throne really stands. And that's what our text is actually referring to, the real sanctuary in heaven. Well, Jesus Christ has gone into that inner sanctuary. He died, rose again, and he ascended into heaven. And there he entered the holy of holies where God lives. And he took his own blood there, the blood he gave for the atonement of the sins of all those the Father had given him, his precious blood, which he as high priest gave for us and which is the solid basis for the fulfillment of all the promises God ever gave. His blood guarantees that all God's promises will certainly be fulfilled and for everyone who trusts in him and lives for those promises. So congregation, that's the place in which the anchor of our souls is thrown into the heavenly holy of holies. Do you see how wonderful that image of the anchor is? Normally you throw an anchor down into the depths, gravity pulls it, gravity pulls it, it down to the seabed. But the anchor mentioned in our text isn't thrown out according to the law of gravity. No, when this anchor for the soul is thrown out, it goes up, up to heaven, into behind the curtain, to the real sanctuary where God is enthroned above the cherubim, and it's solidly secured there near God's throne, right on the spot where Jesus presented the blood of his sacrifice before God's throne. In congregation, there's no more sure and steadfast place for the anchor of your soul to be embedded than there. For hope in the fulfillment of all of God's promises is solidly anchored there in the blood of Christ. Nothing, absolutely nothing can stop any of God's promises to you in his word or at your baptism or at the Lord's Supper celebration from being fulfilled. You can be 100% certain that because of God's, because of Christ's death and resurrection and ascension, all God's promises to you and his people will come to reality. In congregation, that your hope is solidly and securely anchored in heaven is going to have a big effect on your life here, isn't it? In all the winds and currents and storms of life, you believe your life is anchored in heaven. In all the circumstances of life, you can believe that you're connected to heaven and heaven won't let you blow or drift away. And you may also believe that no matter what, even to your last breath, your life is safe with God in Christ and your eternal future with him is secure. Oh, there are a lot of people today who look for their security here, who drop their their anchor of hope down here on earth. They seek stability and safety in their life from their own abilities or what this, what this earth has to offer. They seek 
They seek steadiness in family or friends or in money or in possessions. Or they seek it in fame or power or beauty or whatever. And we as Christians feel drawn sometimes to seek our security and certainty in those things too, don't we? Especially today when so many seek their whole existence here and can't let it go. Who think and act as if this life here is all there is. But everything that people hold fast to here in all the ups and downs of life will fail them in the end, will not hold them. We know, though, that you can have and you can live and also die in real certainty if you look up to Christ who has entered the sanctuary with blood that makes everything right with God. Christ is up there. His blood is there at God's throne, and that means that everything has to work for our good, our salvation, even the things that don't look like they can do that at all, even death. Congregation, focus your hope on that blood there behind the curtain in heaven, then your faith will never suffer shipwreck here on earth, and then your life will never, ever be a disappointment, even if you don't get out of it what you think you could and should. No, your life is then anchored in Christ, in his blood, there in the sanctuary of God, and you will see blessing no matter what. His blood is the guarantee. And that brings us to the last point, which is the anchor who, the one who has thrown out that anchor. So maybe hearing all of this, you wonder yet, how can I really live in, with that Christian hope? How can I live here and now in the light of that connection with heaven? I can profess that that hope is the anchor of the soul in all my circumstances, always, and it always gives me certainty, but I've never actually seen the place where the anchor is embedded. How can I know for sure that there's even such a place? It's true. Here in heaven, here on earth, you can't see the place where the anchor of hope is secured. You can't look into heaven from here. But that's no reason to doubt it, is it? The captain of a ship doesn't know, doesn't see where his anchor is secured after he has thrown it overboard, does he? It disappears into the depths, out of sight. Yet he knows quite certainly that it's secure there. He knows that because his ship doesn't drift all over. It isn't tossed around by wind or waves. Well, that's something like how a Christian knows for certain that his or her hope is securely and steadfastly anchored in heaven too. When you focus your hope on Christ in heaven, your heart comes to rest. You experience the peace that comes beyond all understanding. And you experience the truth of what verse 20 of our text says, where Jesus, who went before us, has entered, in, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. You hear in those words the assurance that your anchor of hope is surely, securely fastened in heaven. Jesus Christ did that. After he died and rose again, he ascended into heaven, to his Father in heaven. He ascended there as our mediator, Son of God, but also as Son of Man with our flesh. He ascended boldly into heaven in the presence of all of his disciples, and thus he laid a secure connection between heaven and earth. Then he secured that anchor of hope there in heaven at God's throne. In fact, as it says in our text, he went there before us. He went ahead to announce and prepare the way for others to follow. That's what Jesus did when he ascended into heaven. And note then too that other term used to describe Jesus, the term of high priest. When he ascended into heaven, he entered the heavenly holy of holies with his blood 
the blood of atonement for our sins. He did that for us so that we could follow him there into God's presence. For what the Old Testament priest could not do, Jesus can do. The Old Testament priest could never take his people into the sanctuary, into the Holy of Holies. But Jesus Christ, the high priest after the order of Melchizedek, he entered the sanctuary to open the way for us. Through that curtain, with his blood, the blood of atonement for our sins, he opened the way for us to God. And that means, congregation, that those who are joined to him by faith will also certainly follow him there. We'll be able to come as close to God as he is now in heaven. As it says in the Gospel of John, he went there to prepare a place for us. He's waiting for us there. Brothers and sisters, you, you realize that in the light of what your, our text says, we may live in peace and security today. No matter, no matter what happens in this world and no matter what happens to us, for our lives are secure, securely anchored in heaven. Your life can sometimes be as a ship in a raging storm. But even then, there's no reason for you to panic. No, just trust that your life is solidly anchored because Jesus is there as our high priest. God will fulfill all of his promises for those who look to him. His salvation will be full. His mercy is great. And at the same time, you also realize then that the distance between heaven and earth is becoming shorter every day. We could say that the anchor chain is becoming shorter all the time, for the day of Christ's return is coming closer. He will come again as he went up into heaven. He will come again in glory to completely fulfill all God's promises. Then heaven and earth will be united and we'll live with God in perfect peace forever. Live in that hope, congregation, and you'll see it too. Jesus is the guarantee. Amen.